0: let Fakers, send you with the team like the Lakers Feeling like they turned that heat on huh. Running it's no cleat on About yeah. to put my street on huh. Ghost putting that beat on yeah. It's turn up season huh. They ain't no compete on no. You just ain't me home no. You just ain't me home Just touched for my flight I hit up ATL, ATL. Stay up in that must They know me well yeah. Yeah. Haters only looking just to see me fail nah. Nah. But that is not an option nigga Can't you tell Pullin' up two-seater, shorty wanna follow the leader yeah. hey. Killin' shit, Grim Reaper, you niggas might need you a preacher No, shorty ass on breeder, shaking it like his own seizure Yeah, This shit so fever, but to put a holy speaker uh, uh, Shorty wanna move with the Shakers, shorty wanna be with the Breakers Shorty wanna move from the Fakers, shorty with the team like the Lakers hey. Move with the Shakers, said you wanna be with the Breakers Said you wanna move from the Fakers, said you with the team like the Lakers uh. Uh. Stunting head to toe, oh yeah, you know Know what's up Bottle to the head, oh you don't need no cup 2020 vision, that's the level up See me in my zone, so yeah, don't interrupt Feeling like they turned that heat on Running this no cleat on About to put my street on Ghost putting that beat on It's turn up season They ain't no compete on You just ain't me home You just ain't me home the section lit, it look like what the fuck, what the fuck? And we all gettin' money, call that Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge, Scrooge, But this ain't no casino, so don't try your luck. Yeah, yeah. Cause it won't be a DM if we hit you up. Yeah. Show they wanna move with the shakers. Yeah. Shorty they wanna be with the breakers? Yeah. Show they wanna move from the fakers. Yeah. Show with the team like the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> move with the shakers. Yeah. Said you wanna be with the breakers. Yeah. Said you wanna move from the fakers. Yeah. Said you with the team like the Lakers. Uh, uh.
1: Yeah. What's good? It's your boy Hollywood back with another one. Hollywood and friends, thank you for tuning in. However, you're tuning in, I appreciate you here every Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to follow me on social media at I Am Hollywood. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow my producer, stacy over here at Hampton Blue Network across all platforms. BLU is how you spell blue. And if you want to see us, and not just hear us, we on YouTube. Hit up youtube.com slash Hampton Blue. Just remember B O U is how you spell blue. Hope y'all are enjoying the first, what is it, six days? Today's the six, right? No, actually, today's the seventh. First seven days in 2024. We're one week in officially, and things are already going down. <laughs> ain't even let the Smoke settle good for the ball dropping, and here we are. Um, if it's your first time tuning in, what we get into over here is what's hot in these blogs for the week. The stories that took over the internet that had us all in the chokehold for this week. Cat Williams, one of the biggest uh topics of this week, he did an interview with uh Shannon Sharp. You sure you've probably seen it, heard it, all of that good stuff. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Taraja P. Henson. Is back in the blogs. We spoke about this uh, a few weeks ago when she was promoting the Color Purple, the the new the Color Purple movie, and about the pay disparities and that whole thing. But they're still on this campaign trail for promoting the Color Purple, and more revelations are coming out about why Taraji almost stepped away and other things she had to fight for on set, including the fight to not have to share a trailer with the other cast members they didn't have food at one point that was brought up but apparently Oprah came to save the day but we're going to talk about all of that uh what else are we talking about uh Paul Abdul was in the blogs this week for filing a lawsuit against Nigel Liftgo you might not know his name you may know his name his name is pretty familiar but he's one of the executive producers on shows like so you think you can dance and Paul Abdul is accusing him of sexual assault back in um when she was working with him on these shows so we're gonna talk about that what else uh rolling stones they'd be putting out these lists a lot like all the time most of the time it's pretty controversial this time they put out a list of the top r&b songs of the 21st century and we're gonna talk about the top of the list if you agree with it or not Uh, Another list that's hot in these blogs is this Jeffrey Epstein list and who's on it, who's not on it. And I'm going to tell you all why the internet just loves the internet and it's not as salacious as it was set up to be, if you will. And also Holly Bailey revealed that she actually was pregnant this whole time and gave birth to a baby boy. We're going to chop it up about all of that. That's what's hot in the blogs for this week. We're going to kick it off how we always do. And that's with the question of the week. This week's question of the week. Is it a red flag if a potential partner does not have any friends? Is it a red flag if a potential partner does not have any friends? <laughs> I'm going to read some responses from the internet. Slender Love, Slenderella Love said, yes. Never again will I date someone who doesn't understand the value and necessity of community. Do operated solo dolo with no real solid relationships, not with me, his family, nor his kids. Ultimately, he had never learned how to maintain relationships nor emotional intimacy at his big age, friendships or otherwise. I dodged the bullet. Wow, she she had a lot to get a chance right there. Miss um, Shalika, some, some. Y'all know how these Instagram names are. She said, depends on how you move. Whatever that means. Uh, the Greases says, that's a green flag. Get your crochetty old self over here. Let's tell these kids to stay off our lawns together. So she, she's pro being by yourself. She's on some, you don't gotta have no friends. <laughs> um, is it a red flag if a potential partner does not have any friends? It's not a red flag but you got to have a a good reason why most people have a reason why like you could just be antisocial you could just prefer to be by yourself um you could have gotten like burnt over the years by everybody you've tried to be friends with like it could be several reasons why you don't have any friends and you got to have a good reason why if it's just I don't know. If you don't got a good enough reason, then it could potentially be like, what's up? What's what's really going on here? Um, so yeah, if we get any more responses throughout the show, I'll read them, but we're gonna get jump right into what's hot in these blogs. First things first, Cat Williams basically broke the internet this week. On he did a uh he was on Club Shay Shay. If you're unfamiliar, that's a podcast that Shannon Sharp Posts and it's we've see the we see these interviews all the time from um Club Shay Shay. We see these clips that come about. Cat Williams' interview though has taken the internet by storm because he wasted no time. He had time on his hands. He had a lot of stuff that he wanted to get off his chest. We've heard the term like "I got some time today." Cat Williams had some time that day, and he. Was no hose bars. He he didn't hold back on anybody. Like he came in guns blazing, and some people caught strays, some people, it was a direct shot that he was taking at them. And yeah, it was it was real relentless. Um, he talked about Steve Harvey having a, a man unit, a man wig, and how he's bald under there. He accused Steve Harvey of stealing show idea from um what's his name but his show was uh hanging with uh mr cooper he um accused it was it was so many uh accusations um being thrown out he accused cedric the entertainer of stealing one of his jokes i looked at the clip of the joke in question they're similar but to me I feel like they are different. The only thing I think is similar is the fact that music was playing. Like he he set up that he's in like a car or vehicle and then the music starts playing and he's, but I don't know. Other than that, I didn't feel like it was like the same joke. Also, I don't know if it's just me, but I didn't feel like the joke was that funny. I honestly, watching the clips and maybe I got to watch the lead up to it. You know, you got to set a joke up and maybe I got to see the setup to really get it, get it. But I didn't think it was that funny. I'm like these niggas over here arguing about who stole a joke that I didn't think was even that funny. Like, I didn't if if it was like a joke that was like so memorable and it was like a make or break career moment for Cedric. Or um, Kat. I could understand it but it's like i've heard both of these guys say way funnier things than this like i wouldn't have been tripping i don't know it's just me it wasn't it wasn't that funny of a joke in my opinion but i guess it's the principle of it and why cat williams um is in a sense harping over it because it's been 25 years or so since this has taken place and i guess because cause it got to still be, like, you feeling away still. For you to be in 2024, you starting off 2024 with this. I would have thought oh, out of all of these years, you would have, like, you know, gotten over it or whatever. But I guess someone said maybe it was funny 25 years ago. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. Cat Williams even said that that was, like, his best joke at that time he said and that's you know you usually close with your best joke he said it was his closing joke and yeah so he felt the way all these years at times throughout the interview even just from watching the clips alone even if you didn't watch the actual interview from from seeing the clips alone and hearing what he was saying about all these other comedians who are to be frank Bigger in terms of like where they are and and what they're doing. Um it could come off as bitter or you know, but Cat Williams say he none of these guys have anything he wants. I don't know how true that is, but I don't know. You know, they say it's two three sides to every story. Everybody's gonna have a version of events. I don't know if everything Cat Williams said during this podcast interview is actual true. He said he got receipts for everything that he said, but we can only take his word for it, right? Um, He's very convincing in in what he was saying. He didn't even let damn Shannon Sharp get much word in. Uh, Like, he kept, he just, he had it to, unload and he was unloading and shannon was just like oh but, but you cat was just going and going and going um and he ain't skip a beat he ain't stutter so it it sounds like believable you know and so i mean i don't know we'll, we'll have to see uh one thing in question was the ricky smiley and him when it came to friday uh the friday movie friday after next and ricky smiley saying that he was originally supposed to play the pimp and cat was supposed to play the the crackhead clown i mean crackhead uh santa claus and cat was like that's cat and cat also said that he wrote everything he said on for his role for the friday uh movie and Ice Cube came on live on Instagram and sort of wanted to set the record straight. He said like there's some things that Cat Williams said during that interview regarding Friday that was true, but he said there was some things he wanted to clarify, one of them being he said the cat said that he wrote everything and I guess that's basically not all the way true. He said the character was already written, but of course if you are a dope comedian actor what have you, and you just really bringing it to the camera, they're probably going to let you go ahead, like keep going with it. So it was probably a lot of like improv that happened during the filming. And maybe that's why Kat said that he wrote everything that the character said, but so that's, that's kind of like, Unless somebody's gonna come out and like counter it, you gotta have to just take it face value what uh what Cat was saying. But yeah, man, um, he ruffled a lot of feathers. Almost everybody he mentioned had a response. From Ludacris to Kevin Hart, um, I haven't heard if Steve Harvey said anything. I usually listen to the Steve Harvey Morning Show, um, not every morning, but. A lot of mornings, I'll catch it. They don't always just sit there and talk about the things that's hot on the the internet. But during like one part of the show, they do. And I'm not always in my car during that time. But I was curious to listen that next day to see if uh, Steve Harvey addressed it. I haven't seen anything on the blogs about him addressing it. But yeah, Kevin Hart addressed it. uh, Ludacris addressed it. uh, Michael Blackston addressed it um omar mike epps who he didn't even mention at all addressed it because he wanted to be mentioned He like come on man i got a special out right now like i need the publicity like mention me uh but yeah i don't think this is the the end of the responses this was shannon sharp's highest watched interview And since he's been doing this podcast, like I literally went through to see how many views like some of the other episodes have gotten. And Cat Williams at last check was 29 million. And this is over the course of four days. That's the power of like social media. And it literally went viral and it was everywhere. But some of his other interviews probably was in like the hundreds, thousands, like Half a million, a majority of them is like in the range of like 200 to 500. That's probably like the average 200 to 500,000. You got a few that hit like a million. Most of the comedian, um when the comedians were on his platform, I noticed those got like higher. And I don't know if maybe from the cat interview, people decided to go back and watch those, but Steve Harvey's interview was probably the second highest with nine. Point something million views. Um, some of the other comedians hit like three male, two male, but yeah, Cat Williams definitely stole the platform. At one point during the interview, Shannon joked, like, I might not even have a club Shay Shay after this because Cat Williams was just going so hard. And Cat Williams was like, actually, this is gonna make you bigger. It's gonna take you to another level. He said, You're gonna get Oprah next. And, I think Cat Williams might have been on to something with that because the way this interview went crazy and to have 29 million views in four days, Club Shay Shay definitely about to take on a whole nother life because if, if whether it's going to be someone wanting to come on there to like clear their name from things Cat said or just people realizing like, yo, this, this is somewhere we need to go. If we want to promote something like it's hot, Let's let's get on there, regardless of why they're going to be on there. I think it's definitely going to make it, um, take it to a, a next level. But yeah, Cat Williams, he stirred the pot, <laughs> stirred the pot for sure. Kicked off 2024 with a bang. We ain't even finished sweeping the confetti out. And here we are with this Cat Williams interview. But yeah, that was definitely hot in these blogs. i um, going to move on. Something else that was hot in these blogs. Paula Abdul. I knew that it wasn't the end regarding like. Claims of um, sexual assault, sexual abuse. Um, especially given these new laws that has have been passed. Where it's given victims a window to come forward. Despite statute of limitations. So Paula was the first one. Um, getting it in. Um, this happened before the new year even came in, but she accused Nigel Lifko, who is the executive producer of American Idol. So you think you can dance? You know his face. If you just Google his name, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy." When I first seen this, I was looking like, "Whatever she said, he did. He did. Like, look at this man's face. Like, he just had like this." I don't know. It's something. It was something in the way he was smiling. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but I'm like, that'd be guilty. Like, I don't know. But um, jokes aside, Paul Abdul is accusing him of sexual assault on multiple occasions. She said that the first incident occurred during uh, one of Idol's initial seasons, she said when they were traveling, she said her and Nigel, were in the elevator together at their hotel. She said when the doors closed, he allegedly shoved her against the wall, grabbed her breasts while attempting to tongue kiss her. She said she tried to push him away, then the doors opened. She ran to a hotel room. She said she immediately called her rep and told them about the incident, but she was um, in fear that she would be fired in retaliation for speaking out officially, so she opted to stay silent, which I could imagine is not uncommon, especially in Hollywood. We've seen stories countless times of people who probably feel like there's gonna be some repercussions behind it, so they'll just take it. Fast forward a few years later, now on the, um, during the production of So You Think You Can Dance, where Paula was a judge as well, executive produced by Nigel, Some point between and within the two seasons, within the first two seasons where she was a judge, she said he invited her to his crib to talk about work opportunities. One would think, Why would you even go? Right? Like, why would you even go to this man's crib after he done grabbed you up in the elevator? I don't care how many years has passed. I'd have been like, Nah, I'm good, or I'm bringing somebody with me, or whatever. Paula, I guess she felt she thought it was. A work thing, and maybe she just trusted that this was going to be professional this time. But Predators is going to pray, right? Like, so before the night ended, she claimed that Nigel forced himself on her while she was on the couch and again tried to kiss her and was saying that they'll make an excellent power couple, is what she's alleged. He said she again pushed him off of her, stressed she wasn't interested and left. That was in 2015. Here we are. Nine years later, well, eight years later, eight to nine years later, uh, she decided to come forward. And she's suing him and his company, 19 Entertainment, Fremantle Media, North America. She's suing them for him for sexual assault and battery, sexual harassment, gender violence, and negligence. And, yeah, this is what's going on right now. This is filed. This is the first public big suit under this California's uh, Sexual Abuse and Cover-Up Accountability Act, which, similar to the Survivors Act in New York that we had last year, where it grants people uh, this window to file, no matter how long it's been. So, yikes. Nigel has responded to the lawsuit and his statement reads to say that I am shocked and saddened by the allegations made against me by Paula Abdul is a wild understatement. He said for more than two decades, Paula and I have interacted as dear and entirely platonic friends and colleagues. Yesterday, however, out of the blue, I learned of these claims in the press and I want to be clear, not only are they false They are deeply offensive to me and to everything I stand for. (laughs) Uh, While Paula's history of erratic behavior is well known. I'm doing these pauses. If you're on YouTube, you're probably gonna see my facial expressions, but he says, um, I can't pretend to understand exactly why she would file a lawsuit that she must know is untrue, but I can't promise that. But I can promise that I will fight this appalling smear with everything I have. Man said, Paula's history of erratic behavior is well known. Really, Nigel? Someone said, there are more tactful ways of describing a friend and colleague of more than 20 years than to basically call a woman a lunatic. The tone of his words matches the description Paula gave, and he, and his unwittingly, and he unwittingly added to her defense.
2: Yeah, I don't know, I don't
1: know, Nigel. I don't know. These incidences, they're they're like so specific, and it's two times that that she's claiming. If I was on the the jury i I'd believe her I believe her um <laughs> uh, Nigel has also stepped down now from his uh company from being the executive producer on so you think you can dance amid this uh these allegations, similar to i guess the reason why um did he step back from the revolt because you know they they don't want it to taint the you know what's going on. So he stepped down. Um someone said they believe other women came out too. I haven't heard of the others, but I'm sure I, I could believe it without question. Cause that's always the case, right? Whenever whenever someone comes out with uh sexual assault allegations, generally they're not the only one. They're not going to be the only one if this person is bold enough to do this to someone like Paula Abdul, who is famous and who does have a name and all of this, I could imagine there are going to be others as well that's going to come out who may not even be have a name, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm not sure what's, what Paula is like suing for, if it's like a monetary Thing or if it's just to you know she want to start twenty twenty four clean slate she want to expose the predator. I'm not sure why, but I applaud her for uh, coming forward. And I mean, I guess, I guess I, you have to be in in their position in their shoes in all in order to really understand why but i could only hope personally that more uh women and men who are victims of sexual assault i would i just could only hope that they would have find the courage to like come forward sooner like nip it in the bud like immediately soon as it happens like you know call these people out um yeah because to, to just to think you got to carry this with you and you're now you're still working with this person because they're executive producer on the show and you're feeling like you got to pay your bills and all of this so you just like you got to see this person every day and smile on their face and take pictures on red carpets and he a few years ago was feeling on your breasts like and trying to kiss you and like so it's i know it's, it's got to be a little weird to be in uh, in them um, in um, environments, so I'm learning in a new uh, suit. Two two women came forward after Paula. Two women who say they were contestants of an all female competition series in 2003 say Nigel Lipko sexually assaulted them. Yikes! When it rains, it pours. And another thing, Cat Williams uh, joked about in the Club Shaysha interview is like it's going to be the year of like the truth or just like a lot of things are going to be exposed I feel especially with these new laws in place where people may have thought they were safe because of statute of limitations and it's like nah Paula even said that Nigel even um, talked to her at one point, seven years had passed. I think it was seven years, which I think was the statute of limitations at the time, where she say he caught her up like we should celebrate because the statue of limitations has passed. Like what? My man, what's going on with you? It's arrogant, feeling like I got you. Like I'm more powerful than you. Who's going to believe you? Yikes. All I know is anyone out there, California, New York, or any other state who has these laws in place where victims have this window, they're shaking in their boots, shaking in their boots, just hoping that whoever they assaulted or whatever doesn't come forward.
2: It's wild. But
1: yeah, we're gonna move on. Um, speaking of assault and things of that nature, um uh, let's talk about this list that has come out. This what they're calling the Epstein list, Jeffrey Epstein, who we know what he was accused of. And he had this island and this jet and all of that. So this list, it was kind of set up that this list was going to come out and it was going to feature the names of everyone who's like associated with uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein and how the list was set up. It made one believe that if your name was on this list, you were like directly tied to boarding the jet or was on the island or actually was a part of the underage activities or what have you that was taking place on this island that's how it was set up like oh this list is coming out it's gonna have all of these names some of your faves are on there or maybe on there like what are we going to do when this list come out? Are we going to still mess with these people? Are we going to still support them? Blah, blah, blah. Who's on the list? Who's on the list is, is how it was set up. So now the list is out. Um, and one thing that people are not understanding or don't care to read into is this: this list is going to include people who may have just been associated it is including victims is including people who just knew jeffrey who may have been cool with him and it is of, of course going to include people who are a part of the bs that was going on it's going to include everything so to see a person's name on here is not to immediately think that they had anything to do with the wrongdoings that jeffrey epstein or whoever else was involved with. But what happens is this list comes out and then you got blogs that are taking the biggest names, no matter what their association is and plastering their face and names in big bold letters for the blogs to see. And of course, nobody reads, nobody even bothers to read the caption of a post. They're reading headlines, seeing pictures, like kids, like children's books, like big pictures, big words. And that's what we're running with. And Naomi Campbell is one of the people who I want to talk about today because her name was on this list. And it's why her name is on this list, why it's so crazy to me, because they were prosecutors or whoever were interviewing one of the victims and having her recall like the time she was with Jeffrey or what have you and Naomi's name come up because it was basically a, like a time mark she, she mentioned the person mentioned something about it was around the time Naomi Campbell had her birthday party in Paris or something like that and that's why Naomi Campbell's name was brought up just from the timestamp. It was around the time Naomi Campbell had her birthday party, and now Naomi Cam- Campbell's name and picture is just plastered across the blogs as if she was a con, like a part of the a part of the the wrongdoings. Because nobody bothered to read why Naomi Campbell's name was mentioned, but Naomi Campbell's name is on this list, so she's guilty. And it's like, what? Even Michael Jackson name was on this list and of course his face is plastered and michael jackson's on this list and similar to naomi campbell's situation his name was mentioned because they were questioning one of the witnesses victims whatever the accusers about the big names that has she ever met anyone famous i guess have you ever met anyone famous while being around i guess jeffrey and they specifically said, Did you ever meet anyone famous when you were with Jeffrey? And this person said, I met Michael Jackson at Jeffrey Epstein's house in Palm Beach. They asked the person, Had they given Jackson a massage? I guess massages were part of the thing that this person had to do um, at the time. And they specifically said, No. They only mentioned that they met Michael Jackson at Jeffrey's house and all of a sudden now Michael Jackson must be a part of this and it's just like it's just it's crazy it's crazy because no one decides to look into exactly why certain people's name were mentioned in this list um Naomi Campbell, even a few years ago, she actually did a, a interview because her name was trending when this first like hit the fan. And we discovered a lot of these things about Jeffrey Epstein and her name was mentioned because of her association. And this is like the biggest guilty by association thing there is. And during that YouTube video that Naomi put out, she basically said. "Um, She said, yes, I knew him. She said, I was introduced to him on my 31st birthday by my ex-boyfriend, Flavio. He was always front and center at the Victoria's Secret fashion shows. She, She said he's one of the hundreds of thousands of people that I've stood next to and taken pictures with. But regarding his alleged crimes at the time, she said what he has done is indefensible. She said, when I heard what he'd done, it sickened me to my stomach, just like everybody else. Because I've had my fair share of sexual predators, and thank God I've had good people around me that protected me from this. She said, I stand with the victims, they're scarred for life. She said um, she didn't want it to be her, her works and anything that she has done in association with Jeffrey in whatever way, she didn't want it to be overshadowed, the work to be overshadowed by his Wrongdoings. She said, the frightening conclusion here is that if the negative action of your neighbor, colleague, or even an associate can somehow make you guilty too, simply by association, then we indeed live in very worrying times. This affects us all. It's wrong, it's unfair, and it must be stopped. And it's like we could be friends with people, we could be around people and not know what's going on behind their door when they go home what they're doing at night or whatever um so just because someone knows someone was at their house with them partied with them doesn't mean that they know everything this person is doing and it's unfair that this list comes out and you got michael jackson you got naomi campbell name just plastered just because they were mentioned like is is kind of wild to me so I, I guess the takeaway from this for me is people gotta like do more research I guess or even just wait till everything comes out instead of just like jumping to conclusions or whatever we don't know what these people have done didn't done what they knew what they didn't know But just because their names was mentioned and happened to be on the list, a list that's filled with not only victims, but associates, just people who's like just around at the time. Not everybody's guilty of wrongdoing that's on this list. So that's the that's the biggest thing. But the Internet is going to Internet. Right. And that's where we are. Hopefully we do better in 2024. Hopefully, I'll be finding myself in the comment section, sometimes trying to like make people see a different angle. Cause I'll just browse the comments and I'll just see a bunch of people if just jumping on the bandwagon of what the last comment just said, or just like wanted to be true that these people had done something wrong. And it's like, y'all yeah, just want to talk because y'all got mouths. Like it's crazy. But yeah. So that was hot in the blogs this week, that uh, list that was set up to be more salacious than it was. It wasn't even the names on it. It was whack, in my opinion, for how it was set up. But, yeah, that was that. Uh, We're going to move on. What else is hot in these blogs? Speaking of lists, uh, Rolling Stone has released a new one. A list of the top 20, the top best, the 100 best R&B songs of the 21st century. Uh, Rolling Stone has made some controversial lists over the past few months where you'll be looking like, really? Like, what? Who Who, who made this list? This one in particular, I'm not particularly mad at who's number one on the list. Y'all tell me if y'all agree or not. But number one, the top 100 best R&B songs of the 21st century. Number one is Usher, Confessions Part 2. These
0: are my confessions. Just I ain't
1: mad at it. I ain't mad at it. That whole Confessions album was one for the books. Like, that album broke so many records. That album had us all... And the Chokehold, that was a real solid album. And Confessions was a real solid song. So I ain't mad that it's considered to be, by Rolling Stone, the best R&B song of the 21st century. And the top 20 songs on this list, um, number 20, now, the rest of this list, let me just say the rest of this list, I can't say I agree with everything. I would probably move some some things around. I'm only saying that I'm not I'm not mad at the Usher being number one. But according to Rolling Stone, the 20th best song of the 21st century is Michael Jackson, Rock My World. Number 19 is Scissor, Snooze. Number 18 is Solange, Crane's in the sky. Seventeen is Tony Braxton. He wasn't man enough. Sixteen is Maxwell.
0: Pretty wings oh, pretty.
1: That's my shit. Uh, Fifteen is Aaliyah. Rock the boat. Fourteen is Beyonce. Love on top. Beyonce actually got two songs on this list. Um, Thirteen is Daniel Caesar and her best part. Another fire. Fire. Uh, 12 is Pharrell and Jay-Z Fronting. Big. Uh, 11 is Miguel adorned. Let my love adorn you. Uh, 10 is Brandy Full Moon. Another solid joint. 9 is Erica Badu. Bag lady, you gonna miss your bus. Uh, 8 is John Legend, Ordinary People. That song had me in the chokehold when it, when it first dropped. For sure. You couldn't tell me I ain't sound like John Legend singing that song. Uh, seven, Alicia Keys, Fallen. Six, Frank Ocean, Thinking About You. Five, Mariah Carey, We Belong Together. Four, Mary J. Blige, Be Without You. Three, Beyonce, the second song on this list, Dangerously In Love, Part Two. Two is D'Angelo, How Does It Feel? That was definitely a a big, big song, big video, especially at the time. Uh, And number one, like I mentioned, is Usher, Confessions, part two. So, Like I said, I would probably arrange some of the other ones. But, hey, I'm not mad. Who who do y'all think should be the number one? Who do you feel is the best song of the 21st century? 21st century meaning starting from... 2001 of uh, January of 2001 up until it's going to go until um, the year 2100 that's the 21st century so we still got what 70 something more years to go for, for this 21st century but for right now who do y'all think had the best R&B song so far of the 21st century Someone said, I love ushers, but I guess subjective. Very, very subjective. Very. Um, I'm not mad at it. Like I said, I don't, I don't even know. I ain't even care to think like who I would put in the place of because I'm like, fuck it, right? Like professions. Take it. Take it. Um, but yeah, so let me know. What y'all think? Who would you say belongs in the top 20 or should be? Matter of fact, just keep it. Who should be number one? Who's your top best R&B song that has come out since January of 2001? Yeah. Fast shots to usher, though. Your man's uh, about to do the Super Bowl next month, got a new album dropping. It's going to be a good year. Someone said Usher is in good PR mode right now. Good hookup, Super Bowl Brown.
0: <laughs> is that to suggest that Usher paid for this slot on the Rolling Stones' Hot 100 list?
1: <laughs> it's definitely uh, going to get the people talking for sure with him being number one. But until the next list comes out that I don't agree with from Rolling Stone. <laughs> uh, But yeah. 21st century top RB. Um, what else we got? It's hot in these blogs. Let's talk about Taraji. P. Henson and how she's back in these blogs. She's still, they are still out here promoting the color purple. And we first learned about Taraji being upset about the disparities and pay gap and how, you know, she got a fight to receive a portion of the pay that other people are getting, that whole thing. But now we're learning more details about the what happened during her latest film, The Color Purple. One thing to is saying that they wanted the cast, the production, whoever's in charge of, of, of this, wanted the cast to drive themselves to sex they gave them rental cars and wanted them to drive themselves to set for the color purple. And Taraji said, I was like, I can't drive myself to set in Atlanta. She said, this is an insurance liability. It's dangerous. Now they robbing people. She said, what do I look like taking myself to work by myself in a rental car? So I was like, can I get a driver or security to take me? I'm not asking for the moon. And she said, "Production was like, "Well, if we do it for you, we got to do it for everybody." She's like, "Well, do it for everybody then like but she's like, "It's stuff like that that I shouldn't have to fight for. I was on a set of empire fighting for trailers that wasn't infested with bugs. She said, "Because you have to fight so hard to establish a name for yourself and be respected in this town to no avail it's It's crazy. The only thing I could think of is is disrespectful. And we've heard all the time, the most disrespected person in America is the Black woman. And I guess it holds no bounds. It crosses all lines, even as a star on a movie set. How dare you try to give these people trailers that's infested with bugs when she was working on Empire? It's like disrespectful. That's the only way I could describe it disrespectful um and then the color purple to offer them rental cars this is just like to to cut back on 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 the budget on the, the cost on like because what and then you got Gabriel um what's her name um danielle brooks who was who's also in uh, um color purple who spoke out recently about the conditions or we're working on the color purple. She said when they first were doing, when they first was working on it, I think they were doing rehearsals at the time or whatever. They had to, they wanted them to share dressing rooms. Not only did they want them to share dressing rooms, they also didn't have any food for them. And it's like, these are like the bare necessities you would expect on a movie set. And it's like, what's going on? Danielle said, I remember when we first came in and we were doing rehearsal and they put us all in the same space. We didn't have our own dressing rooms at the time. She said, also, we didn't have any food. And they, both Taraji and Danielle, praised Oprah, who was sitting right next to them, and said, but Oprah corrected it for us. She said, well, one phone call Um, Danielle said, this is my first studio film, so sometimes you you just come in saying, okay, well, I'm just here to take whatever they give me. I'm just happy to be here. She said, but Taraji Henson spoke up for us and showed me how to do that as well. And it's like, they got to call Oprah up like, yo, we ain't got no food. They got us in the same space. Like, it's crazy. I don't know who's in charge and who's at fault. Fast shots to Oprah, though, for correcting the matter, but it's like, why are we even there to begin with? Why is that even an issue? Disrespect. Disrespectful. That's the only thing I could think of. Disrespectful. I can't imagine this would go on on the set of a predominantly white cast film. And, yeah. Taraji also made another note. She said, um, with Black films, they just don't want to take us overseas. And I don't understand that. She said, Black translates all over the world. So why wouldn't the movies? I have a following in China of all places. You're not going to capitalize on that? Don't everybody want to make money here? She said, I'm not the person that pulls the race card every time, but what else is it then? Tell me. I'd rather it not be race, but please give me something else. And that's where I'm at right now with it. Like when I mentioned it would not happen on a white white set or all white set, it's like, what else is it?
2: Please. Please enlighten me. What else? <clears throat>
1: it's crazy. Um, someone said, especially since the film costs close to ninety million, and this is why the film isn't going above in the box office because it's not shown internationally, which is' it's crazy
2: Disrespect. And we gotta do we gotta do better. like, like. There's so many things about us as black people
1: that people of every other wants to emulate, wants to copy. There's so many things that is is wild to think we can't put y'all movie over here cuz they're not gonna like go see it. People are going to go see whatever you promote, whatever you put out, like, how are they going to go see it if it's not being promoted properly? Like, you're cutting it off at the legs before it even has a chance, like, give it give it a chance. And don't just open it in limited theaters either, because that's another reason why the numbers won't be the numbers, because you put it in only certain theaters at certain times. Like, Give it the chance that you would give any other movie, and then see what it does from there. Just give it the
2: chance. But yeah,
1: I, I applaud Taraji and and um, Danielle and, and the cast, because this is definitely, this is opening up for a, a larger conversation and hopefully for their next projects they don't have to fight so hard to get these bare necessities. Yeah. Um, last thing on that, a comment says, don't think just because one predominantly Black film doesn't do well, all won't. That part. That part. Um. Last but not least, what's hot in the blogs for this week, Holly Bailey has announced that she has had a baby. For months now, people, if you're on social media, anywhere on social media, you've seen um, people have been speculating for months. Is she or isn't she? For a little minute now, people would see Holly out um, and she would be wearing like oversized clothes, things that would kind of hint that, hmm, something's up. I don't know when the word first got out. I don't know who did they research, who, who first leaked something about her possibly being pregnant. I don't know who set that, sold that seed for the internet's. But once it was there, it was there. And then you, you seen Holly out fully clothed and no matter where she was with big stuff on and people was like, she's pregnant, she's pregnant. And then Holly never confirmed it. Um, there was only one picture one time a few months ago, Holly had on like a sweatshirt, a sweater hoodie. And it was so clear and obvious that she had a stomach. And I was like, oh, maybe she don't care anymore like because she just was like smiling paparazzi was just catching her and it was so obvious and that one photo that's the one photo out of all the times where people was like is that a bump is that not a bump where i've personally seen the bump but still no she wasn't saying anything and I'm like, well, maybe she wants to be like a role model. You know, she just did the Little Mermaid. She got all these little girls watching her out there. She don't want to be flaunting a stomach out here, promoting pregnancy. You know, she just hit it. I'm like, maybe once after she has it, she'll announce it. And then it was the rumor that she had the baby. And <laughs> it was funny because you see videos of her and she's like moving slow, stuff like that. And it's like, that's. People online was like, that's someone who just had a baby. That's how they would be moving and looking, blah, blah, blah. But Holly did it on her own time and she announced it. Finally, she posted a picture holding a little hand. And she said, "Um, the baby's name is Halo. She said, even though we're a few days into the new year, the greatest thing that 2023 could have done for me was bring me my son. Welcome to the world, my Halo the world is desperate to know you with a wink and eye emoji because the internet was internet and they was feening. Holly couldn't go anywhere without it being pregnancy talk or how her nose looked like she's pregnant or anything. She did it on her time and I respect it. I respect it. You don't got to announce that you're pregnant to the world. You don't got to walk around with your stomach showing. If you choose to, you choose to, but you don't have to. So she did it her way. She decided to keep it under wraps, literally.
2: And when she was
1: good and ready, she she revealed she has a son. So, yeah. Bash shouts to you, Holly. Congratulations. And now the people can shut up, I guess, right? <laughs> and stop wondering because it's true. Confirmed. Um, that's it for what's hot in these blogs for this week. Uh, let's get ready to get into what blows mine, even though I think I kind of covered. Actually, I feel like I covered what blows mine. I'm not even going to, we're not even going to do a what blows mine for this week because,
2: yeah. I just want people to.
1: At the very least, read captions. At the bare minimal, even if you're not gonna go and actually like research like something and like look even more in depth of things, just like read the caption of of posts. There's so many times where I've had someone send me something, or not even that. I'll see comments questioning things that are already answered in the caption of the posts. And it's like, damn, you right here, you two seconds away from just scrolling down and reading, just read at least the caption. And any blog that's, you know, really trying to like be accurate in reporting are gonna have some details in their caption. Nine out of ten times, you're gonna see some details in the caption. At least that's that's it. That that's that's what would have been a part of the uh, what blows. Just read,
2: <laughs> read.
1: Um, but yeah. So we're gonna get ready to wrap this thing on up. Our first show of 2024. Appreciate you for listening. However you're listening, be sure to follow me on social media at I Am Hollywood. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and if you're on TikTok, it's at I Am Hollywood NY. Follow my producer Stacy over here holding it down at Hampton Blue Network. B L U is how you spell blue. Just search that across all platforms. You're gonna find it. And if you want to see our faces, YouTube.com/slash Hampton Blue. That's it. First show of the year down. Appreciate you for listening. Have you listening. We're going to get ready to get up out of here. Deuces. (laughs) Let me air it out. Click, clack, bang, I'ma clear it out. G Von I'ma wear it out. Phone can't ping, don't compare my route. And uh, call me to go. Price going up, better have my quote. I should be celebrated, let me grab my float. And I stay getting brain from a misty throat. Now, Barberini,
0: Fettuccini on my plate for dinner. Niggas can't see me, I'm Houdini. And it's just a glimmer of what I have in store. Furthermore, ain't no beginner. Who's the dopest of them all? Let me ask my mirror, mirror. Huh, big ego. My ancestors, so we go. Rooting for all my people. They try to oppress, but we thread the needle. Huh, this a redo. Navigation on a clear view. Stop killing each other. We the same hue. From the same blocks, nigga, from the same stoops.
1: <laughs> Let me pick up with a flow that can hold you like stick-ups, beep beep, a small setback, a hiccup. But now I'm back like a season, summer with the heat, heat, heat. 2020 full of new growth. Stay packed with a new flow. <laughs> Ain't these other niggas you know? They never lead a block and I'm flying out of heat, bro. Oh, here he go on top like a CEO. Danger, call it Mr. and different folks. Don't wanna see you moving up different strokes. Am I visible? better than any mini miny mo here for the ghost c3po ghost gave me the beat just to hear me glow uh. can you hear me now uh. can you hear me now uh. can you hear me now
0: Let me get back, get back to it, right back to it, came out the flames, going right back through it, bet this a bop soon as I debut it, never will I stop, nigga thought you knew it, if you left my side you blew it, if you counted me out you stupid, clarity nigga no confusion, get back, get back, cause this heat I'm brewing is a, huh, ha, it wait do you hear this whole new shit, just reloading my new clip, filling this by this a pulpit, church Sunday service can't judge a book
1: by what's on this surface I'm so quiet I should make you nervous send out a PSA nigga this is urgent uh. can, you uh. can you hear me now can you hear me now this thing on can you hear me now can you hear me now